Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Nickel IDP podcast. I am your host, John Macri, fantasy analyst over at PFF. Draft season doesn't stop as we keep previewing the incoming class of rookie IDPs. And oh man, we got a good one today. We are one week away from the draft, probably less depending on when you're listening to this. But now that we've covered the edge class, we dove into the safeties. It's now time for everyone's favorite position in IDP, the linebackers. So without wasting any more time, let's get it. G. It's time to talk some LBs and joining me as always to talk rookie linebackers from footballguys.com, my Molson brother, the pride of the upper peninsula, an undefeated beauty pageant champion for over a decade running. Kyle freaking belly fuel. How you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. You're just hyping me up. I'm getting pumped, dude. Talking LBs, you know, just uh just excited, man. And uh, you know, I appreciate the kind words being the pride of the UP that uh that means a ton. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think of the Upper Peninsula. There's only one man uh, who, who represents as much as you do, and that 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 it, it, it's true. You are the pride of the Upper Peninsula, the Upper Pride, the pride of probably all of Michigan. If we're being totally honest, <laughs> yeah, but, I appreciate that. It's a you know heavy uh, heavy load to bear, but uh, I'll do my is. best. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> well, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm excited too. This is uh it's always fun to talk rookie linebackers. And uh especially now we're so close to the the NFL draft. Usually we started off uh the rookie preview episodes with linebackers. We switched it up a little bit this year and we're closing with the linebackers. So we are super close to the NFL draft. But yeah, I'm 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 I'll be curious to get your thoughts on this class because I don't know. I mean, we we talked a little bit about this like just before we went on and I don't know. For me, anyways, I feel like I'm slightly worried about this linebacker class for at least for IDP. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but it's it's different. It's a different class for sure than what we've we've seen. Not as top heavy. No, I, I'm totally with you. I, I have the same reservations with this class. It's a so it's a different class, and there's a lot of like projection involved. A lot of these guys, and I, you know, you can definitely see people liking some guys more than the other. They all different shapes and sizes, different roles. I mean, that, that's that's a, a common theme a lot of years, but this year just seems more prevalent than ever. And, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I have the same kind of worries. And, you know, as always, we hope the uh, capital and landing spot sorts a lot of it out for us because right now, yeah, it's, it's uh, like you said, it's a little bit worrisome for, for IDP, but hopefully it gets better, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like landing spot's going to tell us a lot. Sure about these guys right i mean there's a lot of you know kind of undersized guys i think Mm -hmm. in this class more so than usual and um but like they're still decent it's just there's they all have like pretty unignorable red flag red flags kind of thing i don't know if unignorable is if that's not a word i don't think so it is now Uh, okay good yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah i mean they're obviously we'll get into it and stuff but yeah it, it just i just came away feeling a little hesitant about this class there there's usually you know the in past years that we've done this there's usually like a handful of guys i'd be really Mm -hmm. excited about i'd say less so for this one um Mm -hmm. but 
we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll go through them. We'll do it like we usually do. We'll we'll run through these guys in alphabetical order here. We'll talk about their their strengths and and weaknesses and you know final thoughts and favorite landing spots stuff like that. And then we'll 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 rank them at the end. Kyle's probably got a couple sleepers as well that he'll throw at us that'll really help. Um, kind of get an idea of who else is in this class aside from uh, the guys that we go into into like a real detail about but um yeah what do you say we get into this and uh, and start things off here uh in washington state with uh diane henley yeah man uh, let's roll uh diane henley um it's been he, he's been a guy it's been really fun to watch him kind of rise up through this whole process um you know from from the beginning to now he's really been a hot name um in, in a linebacker class that you know we've had reservations about as you said john so he's been one of the guys that's kind of been keeping the motor going for this class um so yeah he, he started his started his career at nevada as a uh, former wide receiver kick returner um he transitioned a linebacker in 2020 uh he, he had a nice final season there in nevada and then he he finished uh at washington state this year um had a, had a really nice year 106 tackles 54 solos and then 12 tackles for loss so um just a real solid year tackles and the splash plays um, being a former wide receiver kick returner. Obviously he's going to be an athletic dude. Um, so he ran a four, five, four 40 at the combine, which was solid. Um, he's got plenty of range and uh, he, you know, he could cover the field sideline to sideline. Um, also, you know, at the, at the combine, uh, I thought he ran through the uh, position drills really fluidly, which I, you always like to see those guys just move well um, when, when they're asked to do the, the drills that the NFL guys are putting them through. Um, and uh, you know he's he's a smaller linebacker at six foot two twenty five, but I thought he was a pretty aggressive player, and I kind of uh, thought there was some nice reps of him driving through tackles. Um, you always love that, you know. You just like guys that are small to finish too, because it, it it's a big deal to to hit and stick, even as as a smaller dude. Um, as as an aggressive athletic dude, if he reads it, he can get it quickly. Um, you know, he just closes and gets it done. Um, and then working through traffic, there's times where I thought he was uh, he was pretty slippery. Um, evading blocks and uh, as a blitzer too, kind of can you know dodge and weave and uh, it, he's going to have to evade blocks because he's just not an over, overly big dude, you know. Mm-hmm. But you, you definitely like to see that. You got to be crafty when you're a dude his size and use your athleticism in those ways to uh, to make the plays. And that's how you get those double digit tackles for loss, man. You know, you got to be able to yeah. see it, see the blocks before they get to you. And uh, I thought I thought there were some nice reps of that. Um, in coverage, I thought he I thought he did a nice job uh, with the in zone coverage. I thought he had a pretty nice field. Um, and then also uh, when he was down with the Senior Bowl, um, he got great reviews in the one on one drills um, in, in the man coverage drills. Which, I mean, I know um, you know it's it's practice and whatnot, but you know those one on one drills are are tough on the defenders. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and uh, you know I just he got really good reviews in in, uh, in those drills, and I thought that was big for him. You know, being uh, you know fairly new to the position. Um, and as far as weaknesses, um, you know, like I said, he's a smaller linebacker. He, he has good length, but being a smaller guy, he struggles to get off blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he gets tied up uh, a little, a little bit much, and uh, uh, he's just not—he's not, not going to be a stack and shed guy. Uh, maybe he can get better with that, at, you know, as a guy who's newer. But uh, I, I just overall, he came—he came across to me that as a guy who needed to, to be kept clean so he could run and chase, um, because that's where he's at his best. Um, they say he's a pretty aggressive guy, and, and when you have a guy who's aggressive and athletic that wants to make plays, he's going to overrun his fits, and when he does and he's in the wrong position, he can get washed out when they find him. Um, yeah. Saw that on tape, so I, I just like to see him play a little bit under, a little bit more under control. And, um, you know, like I said, he, he's a position convert, and with that, you know, I thought his eyes were a little consistent, and, he, you know, he 
he, he was a had a tendency to bite on eye candy and he struggled with misdirection a little bit. Um, and that, you know, that led to him getting out of position and, and, uh, you know, his blockers finding him and he's, he's not able to get himself clean. Um, but that said, there's room to develop cause he is a, a position convert and, um, I mean, he can, he's continually rose through this process, and these are things you hope he cleans up as a guy who's fairly new to the position. So Yeah, no, for sure. And that's the thing. Like, you could tell he's still a little bit newer to the position, right? But, you know, there, mm-hmm. there's – there's there's pros and cons that come to it i mean he's definitely on the smaller side but you know it's not like we haven't seen smaller guys have have success in the nfl right matt milano Deion jones guys like that but um yeah you mentioned it i mean he's really quick he's he could slip past those second level blocks uh with a combination of speed and, and that smaller size um he does a nice job using that size to his advantage when um he's able to you know avoid getting a offensive linemen getting their hands on him basically like you said so uh and you're right yeah i like the aggressiveness he's got some power to his game he could lay the shoulder into um bigger players and still win despite his size which is nice to see uh really nice footwork as well uh, moves well flowing to new gaps you know he isn't perfect defending those gap scheme runs but i do see him getting i don't see him getting lost in the motion or on those gap scheme you know power counter uh runs as often as some NFL players um, like Patrick Queen, but and, and he's a sure sure tackler as well. I, the five point two percent missed tackle rate in twenty twenty two is among the best in the class. So yep. nice to see that from a guy that's that's new to the linebacker position mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, negatives obviously the size. You see him get pushed around by offensive linemen if he can't yep. slip around them with his speed. Uh, even tight ends will give him fits at the second level if they get hands on him, but. This is an issue with pretty much every smaller size linebacker. Yep. You know, it happens a lot. As as good as he is at utilizing his speed to get past those blockers, there's there's a big sample size of plays where he's getting bullied and moved as well. Um, as far as defending the the pass, well, really effective blitzer. Um, that same kind of slipperiness that helps him win as a run defender um, helps him win as a blitzer as well. Um, he did turn 67 pass rush attempts into 18 pressures and five sacks uh, this past season. Really good lateral movement as far as a coverage player goes. Um, it comes in handy when picking up those crossers underneath in zone, for example, because he can stick with the receiver, not lose them, and then make up ground in a hurry with his speed. Um, and that slippery nature of his comes into play all the time. I mean, there's a i don't know if you watch south park there's a south park oh, yeah. episode where where yeah cartman doesn't want to get vaccinated and every time the needle comes out he strips down and greases himself up like a pig yeah. and starts squealing and running around. i feel like you know nobody yeah. could get a hold of him i feel like that yep. that henley in a way i mean he's not maybe as effective as cartman, uh, in, in that situation but that, that's kind of what it reminded me of yeah. kind of avoiding those blocks a little bit very slippery um and, and exactly like you said um it's a great comp uh, yeah, Cartman, <laughs> yeah, naked Cartman with uh, with yeah. <laughs> sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The the negatives in pass defense. Uh, I, I mean, as much as I like that lateral movement that he has, his downfield movement isn't as strong. Not to say that you know he doesn't have a number of good looking plays covering downfield because he does. But for the most part, it's a, a clear area needed of of needed improvement, in my opinion. Just leads to a fair amount of big plays allowed, and that shows when diving into the data as well ranking with the the third most uh yards allowed per coverage snap this past season i think it was 1.14 um but yeah i mean i I think there's 
a lot to like about Hadley from, you know, what he put on tape in 2022 in his first year at Washington state and ended up being really productive for them as a tackler. Mm -hmm. But there, you know, there's some concerns about how he'll translate to the NFL, obviously size being the biggest issue. And while it's not something that, you know, is going to take him off any team's draft board, you can see where it will be an issue in the NFL when it comes to taking on those blocks, but also has the speed and the quickness to avoid those blocks. Like we've said, um, former wide receiver as well has that decent coverage ability. So I think he can turn into a very good linebacker in the NFL, even if it's just, you know, specializing in coverage. Um, so, yeah, I know he's, he's PFF's number one ranked linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see where we have him um, and, and how, how close we are to that. But um, there's, there's definitely people that are higher on him and people that are going to be much lower on him as well. So um, any favorite landing spot for, for Henley that, that came to mind with you for you? Yeah, I, I bounced around a few times trying to pick a spot for him. And the one I landed on was the Washington Commanders. Nice. Um, uh, you know, uh, Cole Holcomb, the, the mullet king and friend of the show, uh, yep. he moved on to uh, to Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, Jamin Davis uh, played better as the year went on. So I thought, you know, maybe Jamin Davis could slip into the middle. And then, uh, you know, Deion Henley could be Ron Rivera's new version of Thomas Davis. And um, he could, uh, you know, play behind those two concrete trucks building the wall and Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and, and stay clean and make plays yeah. and run around and do cool stuff. So, um I was that was one that I was when I was bouncing around a couple of teams. I was like, man, I kind of kind of like it. So I went nice. with Washington, uh, twenty twenty three Thomas Davis, uh, Dan Henley. So. <laughs> nice, I like it. I think I, I think I have somebody else going to to Washington. Okay. As well. I can't remember exactly who, but I do have somebody. Um, so I I ended up going with uh, the Patriots. Um, okay. I think pairing them with a bigger linebacker like a Jawan Bentley makes the most sense mm-hmm. for me when it comes to utilizing kind of both players in key roles. And we know Bill likes to throw safeties into that second line linebacker spot, but adding Henley to the mix just gives them another option there and a little bit more versatility to, um, you know, a very versatile defense basically. Although probably not ideal right away for IDP purposes. Um, mm-hmm. You can see him taking over maybe that lot, that top linebacker spot if and when Bentley moves on at the end of his contract, which is the end of this season. So I went New England. I, you know, I wouldn't be thrilled about it for, for IDP purposes. I, I wrote up favorite landing spots for um, some of the top guys in IDP coming out. I think tomorrow I didn't go with New England for him in that one. So I I, I picture him in a variety of places where he could be successful. Um, some of them are over time. Some of them are right away. But I like the Washington call as well. Um, all right, let's go on to uh, Demarvion Overshone, Overshone or Overshone, um, at, from Texas. Yeah, yeah, Overshone, Overshone, Overshone. Both. They both. Work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so for me, uh, the positives for Overshown um, in, in run defense, decent range. I, th- I think he does a nice, dro- nice job tracking runners out wide. So not just this kind of big thumper in the middle. Uh, he, he looks like the prototypical linebacker out there, especially defending the run. He has good length to stay square to the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's good on his feet, can stack and shed. Um and will thump running backs in the hole as well. Uh, the the negatives, though, in run defense, I, I do want to see him pack on a little bit of beef. I, he's still pretty thin for his length and, and can get bullied at the second level. Ends up on his ass a ton as well, so <laughs> probably some balancing issues there as well. But I think adding a bit more power and strength to his, his game can go a long way in fixing that issue. The missed tackles, though, are are a big problem with for me. Um, you know, he did clean it up a bit this year on, on his largest college workload, so that was nice to see. Although thirteen 
6.2% missed tackle rate, still not good. Over 20% missed tackle rate in every year prior to this last one. So still could be an issue um, in the NFL. For him as in, in coverage uh, and in pass defense, he did a nice job as a blitzer, 23 pressures, three sacks on 89 attempts. Um, but good awareness and recognition uh, as well. You know, former safety, uh, and I think his experience playing in coverage shows with a decent amount, a decent ability to diagnose pass plays, fluid hips as well. It doesn't look robotic when having to turn up field. That that range I think shows a ton as well after you know going after those wide receiver screens and making plays around the line of scrimmage. But he he does love diving at the ball too. Um, sometimes yeah. that works out for him, and and he makes some gorgeous pass breakups. But more often than not, he's he, he misses and is flat on his face as the receiver is running upfield. <laughs> so that that could be a problem. Um, and then he he does sink a little too low as as well at times. Um, doesn't get great depth on his drops into zone mm-hmm. to take away those passing lanes uh, behind him. But you know, I, I I really liked his range. Uh, definitely stood out as one of his greatest strengths i didn't always love what he did when he got within range of making a tackle on a lot of plays with that high miss tackle rate um i'd really like to see him add more strength and thickness to his frame because he has the length just needs to get stronger and hold up against blockers but could come at the cost of his speed so hard to get too excited about him uh for me but be curious what you think about him yeah a lot of a lot of the same thoughts like you say he's got that athletic long build um Excellent speed and range. Uh, I thought, you know, like you mentioned, he's a, he's a good blitzer. I thought he covers ground really quickly as a blitzer. Uh, versatile dude. You know, he played out on the edge a little bit and, and created a little havoc there. And, um, yeah, like he's a physical tackler, like you said. And there was literally reps where he launched himself um, at the ball carrier, which, you know, leads to missed tackles, um, as you talked about. Um, if he if he does key it, he can get it quickly, too. Um, like you said, he, the dude, uh, he's got range and he's got speed. Um, and, yeah, like you mentioned, too, uh, John, he's a former safety, so there is some coverage ability there, and there's something to work with, I think, in that area. He can turn and run, and uh, he's got some length. Um, I got the same weaknesses, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, he could use some bulk. He's got that lean frame. And then the biggest question with adding that bulk is, can he carry the weight and play with the same amount mm-hmm. of juice? I think that's – if he were to put you know a little bit of weight on and he loses that – that juice or speed or range that he has, it's going to take away from his game because that's one of his biggest assets. Um, That, you know, there's times he struggled uh, to get off blockers. He could kind of get washed out. And um, I thought uh, there there are some plays where his eyes were were slow against the run, especially in zone coverage Mm -hmm. too. Like you said, Um, he kind of doesn't gain great depth and he kind of just, I called him. Uh, sometimes he looks like a landscaper, just admiring and checking out the grass. (laughs) He's just kind of hanging out. I mean, you know, I, I love a great, great looking lawn and everything. Sure, but you know, shout out to my Husqvarna lawnmower. Does a great job, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not exactly playing linebacker on that thing. So, but yeah, there's just times he's just kind of taking care of the grass out there. I'm not really sure what he's seeing if he's just <laughs> stuck or what. Um, I guess we're shouting on lawnmowers now, but uh, we're off the rails. Um, but yeah, I, I thought uh, there there was times where you just when you see it, it was just a, some ups and downs because, like I said, he. If he sees it, he gets it in a hurry, and there's times where he doesn't see it, and you're like, go get it, dude. You know, um, just just like to see him develop a little more playing stacked up and yeah. uh, in zone. So, but yeah. uh, interesting guy. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I appreciate the lawnmower talk. And if Bobby's listening, you better believe he appreciates the mower yeah, talk. Shut up, well. Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bobby. Bobby, what are your Bobby. thoughts on the Husqvarna, <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever the model is? <laughs> yes. Slide my DMs off in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But as far as landing spots go um, for Overshone, so one that 
stood out to me that, you know, could potentially be a good fit. I went with the Buffalo Bills. Um, just from the Bills perspective, there could be a bit of risk with these two short Kings, um, Bernard and Milano uh, being every down starter. So you bring in a bit more size with overshone and, and maybe he can do what I mentioned earlier and pack on some of the pounds and round out that linebacker core a bit more, at least be an insurance piece. If they're finding the lack of size in the second level mm-hmm. is proven to be a liability. Um, but yeah, over overshone could serve as a decent backup or, or sub package option there. Again, you know, maybe not the most, ideal landing spot if it, you know terrell bernard uh might lose a lose reps or he might lose reps to bernard or whatever milano's not losing his job but just right. saying that there there is some risk there with with starting these two smaller linebackers uh in buffalo yeah i totally dig that um that's a really really legit landing spot for sure um i went with the uh, minnesota vikings nice. um you know they got uh, Brian Asamoah, who, who we're, you know, we're all looking to take that jump in, in year two and Jordan Hicks restructured. He's got one more year on his deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll be a big part. And I thought, you know, maybe Overshone could go to a team like that, learn a little bit. And, and uh, Brian Flores could kind of get creative with them too and use them in different ways. E- even if he comes in, like you said, as in pass rush packages mm-hmm. this year. And, um, and then he could, you know, learn from a veteran linebacker and, and, you know, maybe, if Hicks moves on, him and Asimov could be a cool pairing, and and uh, Flores could find some some nice packages for him. So nice, yeah, it's a good call. I, I have a Minnesota fit as well <laughs> later on. <laughs> this is good. We're thinking we're thinking along the same lines here. Yeah, just different different, different dudes. players. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, former defensive end. Um, what did you think of uh, Drew Sanders from Arkansas? Yeah, Drew Sanders. What a what a fun player. Um, yeah, I mean, right, right off the bat, it's just a really nice combination of size and athleticism. Um, 6'4", 235, just a big presence. Um, he ran a 4'6'4 at his pro day. He didn't uh, didn't do much at the uh, combine. He did some drill work and stuff, but didn't, didn't do much testing. Uh, 4'6'4", 40 was solid for a dude of his size. 37-inch 30, vert uh, was nice, too. Showed some uh, explosiveness there. Um, yeah, so I really like his, his pairing of size and athleticism. I thought he moves well for a big-framed LB. I thought he worked on the line pretty fluidly for a dude his size. I, I really like that. Um, as you said, he's a, he's a former edge guy, so he's versatile. He's got pass rush upside in his game along along with his uh, – off ball play. So, you know, 103 tackles this year, but he had 13 and a half tackles for loss and nine and a half sacks to go along with it. So the dude just, just made plays all over the field and behind the line. And, and you just love that. Um, I thought there was some, uh, some nice zone reps um, using his length to uh, impede on passing lanes. You drop and just kind of get in the way. And, um, and I thought there was also some reps where he used his length to, to hold off blockers. I'd like to see him do it more, but there was, you see the ability for him to see it, make first contact, turn the shoulder, get him off balance. Um, I, I like that. I, I think, you know, the thing with Sanders is the ceiling is so appealing and intriguing mm-hmm. because he was pretty damn impressive in his first year playing an off-ball role. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, like just a guy that, you know, like how much better is it going to get? You know, yeah. it, it's it's really, really exciting. Um, and he's one of the guys that's getting, you know, rumored to possibly go back into the first round you know, in the draft, if we're going to see a linebacker, I've seen it in a few spots, you know, who knows, maybe we don't get around one, but he's a name that's kind of in the mix that I've seen. I mean, mock drafts are mock drafts, but you know, love to see the IDP <laughs> dudes uh, get a little love in the first round, especially yeah. linebackers. Um, weaknesses, uh, as I mentioned, he's a, only one year at off ball LB. Um, and uh, he can be inconsistent with his reads and, and a bit over aggressive. Um, he had missed tackles, you know, 22 missed tackles this year. He definitely want to clean that up. He, 
makes sense being a first year guy and to be an aggressive dude. Um, you know, so, you know, part of that is I'd like to see him, you know, take some better angles um, in pursuit. And uh, cause I thought there was times where he'd pursue and he'd end up flat footed and he, you know, once you're flat footed, it's over. So he just kind of got to work on staying square and take a better angles. Cause uh, man, those, those, those RBs are shifty, man. You, you give them an inch, they're gone. Um, but yeah, so I think that kind of goes hand in hand with those missed tackles. And, um, you know, I, I liked some of the things he did in zone coverage, but, you know, I, I, I want to see if can he consistently hold up in man coverage. Um, you know, I think the traits are there. It's just the sample size is small. So that's something mm-hmm. um, you, you're going to want to see him develop and prove he can do um, at the next level. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that That's the thing. I mean, still learning the position, like very similar to Diane Henley as well. But, yeah. So you see some of the, you know, that kind of rawness to his game. Um, and I mean, I, I, I don't want to start having flashbacks to the safety episode where I was bitching about missed tackles, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, 22 missed tackles last year, just under 11% tackle efficiency and a 19.6% missed tackle rate always annoys me. So, um, <laughs> Not you know, yeah, still, still learning the position. You know, if he, if he could have better technique when it comes to wrapping up, it shouldn't be too much of an issue for a guy with his strength, yeah. especially since he does a really nice job of getting himself into position to make those tackles in the first place um because yeah he's got great power right um great play strength shows it off when he's bringing runners to the ground drives them through the floor once he gets them wrapped up and, and you could tell he, he used to be a defensive end um i think it was at alabama has a nice swim move that he uses to get past blockers and puts himself in position to make a play a lot of positives i think in his initial technique as a linebacker like pre-snap mm-hmm. reads and, and tracking the ball which i think is a great sign that someone's still very new uh to the position uh in pass defense, I, I mean, you can immediately see the pass rush upside that made him a five-star recruiter to high school and, and land at mm-hmm. Alabama. Definitely a threat off the edge, especially with that swim move. Got nearly 150 blitz attempts and posted wow. 39 pressures and 11 sacks. Uh, so pretty unreal production there. But yeah, the negatives come, I think, more in coverage, right? I, mm-hmm. I mean, he does, he gets caught looking in the backfield a, yeah. a little too often, just looks lost out there with misdirection and play action. Um, he just bites so hard on certain play <laughs> fakes that take him out way out of position. Um, and he earned a decent coverage grade last year. I think it was a 77 something, um, but he was only targeted 26 times. He allowed 21 receptions, no touchdowns. He had a couple pass breakups, but it's more what we're seeing when he isn't targeted targeted and he's bouncing kind of all over the place trying to figure out where he's supposed to be and you know there are times when he's even carrying guys out of his zone when he's supposed to just kind of sit there and ends up leaving a massive hole in the middle of the defense as well so those those things definitely stood out but main thing obviously is he brings you know a ton of that pass rush upside feels like um he'll get that utilization for the most part in the nfl not unlike uh, a zavin collins or devin white or jerome baker those type of guys probably not ideal deal for idp unless he's converting those attempts at a high rate which he mm-hmm. did in college but sack rate is especially uh, unstable going from college to the nfl so there, there are things to like about his ability to defend, defend the run um but there could be a bit of a liability in coverage i think but you're you're right the the upside and you know what he sh- he showed just in his first year in an off-ball position is what you really love uh, about the guy and, and the potential uh to be a stud linebacker so there's definitely potential there he's, he's one of the more exciting players in this class for sure and yeah if he gets a first round draft capital that would be huge but uh um did you have a favorite landing spot for uh sanders so there's a Tremaine Edmonds size hole in Buffalo and 
Drew Sanders at pick 27 would be pretty cool just to nice. see a linebacker go around one. So I, I picked Buffalo for Drew Sanders. Um, it, it would be an interesting fit. You know, it'd yeah. be the uh, death blow to Terrell Bernard, unfortunately. Um, but, um, yeah, um, you know, like you talked about pairing a bigger uh, LB with Milano. It was kind of mm-hmm. what I was thinking with uh, Drew Sanders because I think he kind of profiles similarly to Edmonds as far as size, you mm-hmm. know, some of the similar traits and stuff. I yeah. mean, Edmonds was more developed coming out of Virginia Tech, but you know they both made plays behind the line in college, and they're longer, bigger LB. So, and I'm just trying to uh, will a linebacker to go in the first round here somehow. Just, just, just for us IDP guys, just to get you know a little bit of something. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, there's one. Yeah, because we're yeah. gonna do the, the live draft stream, and I know we're gonna want to talk about linebackers. And there's yeah. there's a few decent spots. So, yeah, man. If if he can go to Buffalo, that would obviously be a big one. And you know, as as excited as we are about Terrell Bernard, we're not. It's not like people are investing too much into right. him. I mean, yeah. maybe you know this offseason if you're spending to to buy him or something like that. But initially for dynasty rosters, you weren't spending much to get him right. on your roster as Absolutely. a rookie. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely worst case scenarios out there for IDP. But yeah, I yeah. do. I like the Buffalo spot for sure. Um, I went with the Detroit Lions. Uh, nice. I mean, somebody was going here. It was inevitable that we weren't going to leave the Prince of Asgard, Alex Anzalone, as, <laughs> as the LB1 in Detroit. I yeah. mean, enough of that shit. We're, we're all fed up with it. Let's we're move over on. It. The, yeah, the guy had 90 blitz attempts last year uh, and was just all around mid. So Sanders, as much as he's you know still a project, is clearly a more exciting prospect and linebacker and would be the perfect fit in that Lions defense. Even, even with the coverage issue, they don't seem to care too much about that anyway since they've installed Mizzaloni there for uh two years feels like a hundred years but yeah i yeah i'd 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 be very happy to see uh drew sanders i might be happy to see any of these linebackers that we talk about uh tonight going going to detroit or at least most of them because yeah there's got to be a changing of the guard over there yeah enough's enough man i got somebody going to detroit here too that's gonna end that problem for us hopefully good good. (laughs) let's just keep willing it into existence man it's gotta happen it has to uh yeah um all right, let's go on to uh, our next guy on the list here, uh, Dorian Williams uh, from Tulane. Uh, I th- yeah, I'm starting, right? So for Dorian Williams, the, the thing that stood out to me, at least in run defense, very methodical run defender, um, stays square to the line of scrimmage. He's patient before attacking. Could definitely work against him as well because gives O-line you know, time to get to the second level and get get hands on him. But he has really good footwork and lateral movement, so he can get out there in a hurry once he finally decides when to attack. Uh, the negatives come is there's not a ton of plays at or behind the line of scrimmage. Um, that seems to come from you know that lack of aggressiveness, or or maybe it's a lack of trusting his own instincts. So he he's a little slower to get there than some of these other small linebackers who are quick to their gap and make plays closer to the line of scrimmage. And again, that slower, more methodical run defense strategy just lets blockers or the pile get to him before he's really moving his feet in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So it gets taken out of the play a lot. Um, constantly getting bodied at the second level but um in past defense i i felt like he was much more 
instinctive uh, in coverage than he is in run defense. He, he does a nice job diagnosing the passing lanes and eliminating them. Can stick in coverage as well. Looks pretty good out there chasing down fields. Um, was able to stay with a lot of wide receivers as well. Only allowed an NFL passer rating of 67.1 when targeted and earned an 87.0 coverage grade last year. So um, really impressive numbers from Williams. Uh, he was a big part of that two-lane defense. Um, and you know another guy that brings decent pass rush upside as well. Um, um, 95 blitz attempts, 22 pressures, six sacks last year. So uh, to me, the main thing that stands out when watching him is just kind of how methodical he is and, and really seems to lack re- aggression in the run game. As a smaller linebacker, I'd like him to see, I'd like to see him be a little more proactive versus reactive when playing the run um, mm-hmm. so that he doesn't get swallowed up by those second level blockers. He, he's shown showed decent instincts and coverage. So adding that to his game as a run defender will really help his case uh, as a potential every down linebacker in the NFL. But I don't think he's quite there just yet. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I have a lot of the same notes here Um, for, as far as the strengths. Yeah. Good athlete, speed, agility, Uh, the dude can cover ground. He he moves well. Um, Pretty good length for, for a smaller guy, two, six, one, two, 28. I thought, you know, the the effort and length were there with him. I liked his range. Um, and, and like you said, his coverage ability. I thought there's a lot of upside with his with his coverage chops. Um, some nice zone reps. Uh, that 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 awesome uh, clip you showed uh, was him making a nice play there. And then I thought there was some uh, some nice. There was a couple of plays I charted him uh, picking up backs out of the backfield, leaking out pretty fluidly. Um, always love that. Um, and you know he had really nice production uh, during his career to lane, starting out as a sophomore. Um, so you always like to see that guy getting on the field right away. And he capped it off with 132 tackles as a senior this year, which. Uh, it's a really nice finish. So a guy who's been productive, you know, throughout his whole career at Tulane. Uh, the weaknesses yet, um, he struggles taking on blockers. He can get stuck and driven out because he is methodical. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he doesn't always read it as quickly as you'd like it, and he's a little bit hesitant. As you know, like you said, he's methodical. That's just why I, I had charted some hesitant reps as well. Um, yeah. Instincts a little hit and miss. Um, and then you know, playing at Tulane, you get the small school knock, right? You can right. always say, well, it's just Tulane. But you know, the other thing is. is he did have 17 tackles against USC in the Cotton Bowl, so he showed up in the big game. And um, small school dudes, I always kind of feel like, you know, you can only play where you can play. Not not everybody gets the call from Georgia, Alabama, and LSU and the big dogs. So, you know, if they if these small school guys go to go to whoever calls them up and, and ball out, you know, that's all you can really ask for. So and I I think uh, Williams is a, is a dude with a lot of potential if he can, you know, get a little bit more, like you said, proactive and hopefully, you know, an NFL uh, – defensive coaching staff can get him just going downhill a little bit more and not waiting to see it develop, just making it develop and making it happen. So, um, yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I like that call too, about, you know, the small school uh, thing, not being that big of a knock either. Right. Cause a lot of these guys yeah. too, some of them want to just play closer to home, right. They, right. They don't yeah, necessarily want to, you know, be that far from home and stuff like that. So they, it's their own decision to play in mm-hmm. these smaller schools too. Right. So, um, yeah. You're absolutely right. It's, it shouldn't be too big of a knock on him. I, I know, you know, the competition level isn't as uh, as high in those, you know, conferences, mm-hmm. but, um, the, you know, for the player himself, you try to isolate the player as much as you yeah. can. And there, there, there's a lot to like about uh, his game. Um, as far as landing spots, so I went with the Tennessee Titans. Um, doesn't have to be a full-time role right out the gate. I, I think he could still let Aziz Alshir be that guy for Tennessee and, you know, in their dime heavy scheme. But if they want to have two guys out there on passing downs more often, then he can give them an additional option there at linebacker. Cause there really isn't that option for them right now. So I think he'd fit in over there. I'm not, 
you know, completely sold on Monty Rice uh, or mm-hmm. anybody else that they have in that in that linebacker core. So th- I could kind of see him kind of being that more part-time LB2, at least to start his career um, for Tennessee. I like that spot a lot. Um, I kind of had similar ideas, too. I, I picked the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, we all like Divine Diablo, one of the yeah. coolest names in all of the land. Um, yeah. Just just need the uh, the fighting chicken, Divine Diablo, to stay healthy. Um, right. And they brought in uh, Robert Splane, um, you know, veteran, veteran dude, you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, he'll be there, and, and uh, Dorian Williams would be a nice addition to give him a little boost. Mm-hmm. I know Luke Masterson stepped up there last year as an undrafted guy. He was kind of forced in there. He did okay, right? But um, right. I think Williams, like you said, uh, he's got – got a uh, lot to offer in coverage too and it kind of fits today's modern game so um him and uh him and diablo would be a kind of a cool pairing fun. um so you know kind of if they want to roll with uh those two lb looks the two guys that can really cover some ground and make some plays i thought that'd be kind of neat so yeah i like that that would be a fun combo for sure uh diablo right and, and dorian like it. All right, let's go to uh, bigger school, uh, Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Henry To'o To'o. I'm happy. Right? I'm happy you took that on for me. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So To'o 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 Henry To'o To'o on Alabama. Um, yeah, he's uh, you know he's a pretty athletic LB. I thought with sufficient speed, he, he moves pretty fluidly out there. Um, experienced player he's been productive at two big time schools uh he started his career at tennessee I believe he had like 70 tackles right away as a freshman he was involved right away and then i uh, finished off at alabama i think he had like uh, just over 200 career tackles in two years at alabama so mm-hmm. um you know he's been productive both stops there in big time places um you know in coverage there was some reps where, where he was able to uh, pick up the backs sneak backs on the backfield and run with them and in times uh he, i thought he gained some decent depth in zone um, overall, I thought he was a pretty smart player instinct, instinctively, and uh, you know the success of the two big-time SEC programs definitely doesn't hurt. So you always like that. Um, weaknesses: his build's a bit lean, and I thought it shows up when he takes on blocks. He can just get driven right back. Um, he misses more tackles than he would like for a guy of his uh, of his experience. I think his missed tackle rate was 14 or 15 percent, roughly, for his career, something like that. Um, He's been a productive tackler over his career, like I said, Tennessee, Alabama, both stops. But he's not a real big hitter. Um, no. You know, he's he's just he doesn't have a ton of power in his game. Um, and I thought uh, I thought there was a lot of times too. He was just fooled by misdirection, and uh, there's times where he just takes the bait and stalls. And for a guy that's you know as experienced he is, it just I kind of consistently saw that more than I I wanted to. So, yeah. but um, you know, experienced dude. Um, I think he's developed. He is what he is, type of player. Right. Um, overall, so I don't know. How, what did you think of two o two o two o two o? But man, yeah, I I I couldn't agree more. I, you know, there's there's some positives to his game to, that you you like. You know, he stays square to the line of scrimmage. Um, mm-hmm. Does a nice job kind of strafing across the line and tracking down the running back. Keeps his feet moving, which always yep. has him in position to make a play, which is nice. Um, the play I have on the YouTube right now, it's not necessarily the most impressive play, but I, I think it's a really nice example of how he keeps his feet it active. Is in the open field so he can break when the running back makes his cut. Um, and, and that footwork also allows him to, to get around blockers at the second level when, you know, when it's successful moves like a gazelle plays on his toes and takes off with a very mm-hmm. smooth quickness. Um, the only problem is where that gazelle like movement can work against him is as he can, 
uh, sometimes get a little too light on his toes where he's bouncing himself right out of the play. Uh, there's there's a few instances where he's jumped way out of his gap or tried to jump around a blocker at the second level and overshot it so much that he's not in position to make a play anymore. Um, the other issue with playing like a gazelle is that once the gazelle ends up in the clutches of a lion, it's pretty much SOL, right? <laughs> uh, like you said, uh, you know, the lions in this case are, are definitely the offensive linemen working to the second level because, yep. yeah, when they get hands on him, they they move him out of the way fairly easily, and he's just he just can't shed um, those mm-hmm. big guys once they get a hold of him. Uh, positives in, in pass defense. You know, he covers ground quickly in coverage, shows off his range quite a bit, and he's able to make some tackles outside the numbers fairly often. He's an okay blitzer, uh, over 90 pass rush attempts in each of the last two seasons, managed 27 pressures and six sacks. So not elite numbers for a two-year span, but he's fine, and it gives him an opportunity to show off a bit more speed in his game as well. Uh, the negatives, getting lost in zone coverage uh, is a big issue. It just happens too often uh, as a mm. two-year starter. He yeah. lets receivers get behind him all the time in zone. He takes poor angles and, and more issues with missed tackles in the open field, like you said. So, um, yeah, seeing all the all the same kind of negatives that, that you mentioned as well. Um, so, yeah, there, there's definitely some positive areas of his game. Obviously, being a two-year starter and, and play caller for Alabama's defense is a big one. But just like in-game type stuff, he, he did a nice job, you know, using his speed and quickness to make plays, but ultimately struggles with play strength uh, and in coverage, which are, are huge for NFL success. So I'm tempering expectations quite a bit for this uh, Alabama linebackers potential at the second level. Not to say that he won't get there, but I, I think it, there's a lot to improve, improve upon as well. Yeah, good. totally agree, man. Yeah. How about, uh, oh, well, I'll, I'll say my, my landing spot here because you just talked about it too. Um, I went with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, oh, so nice. It's the same. Yeah. So again, we're doing the same uh, same places, but different <laughs> ideas on players. So um, I, I'm not expecting him to start away, start right away. I, I don't think it's, you know, the worst spot to eventually emerge with a bigger role, um, you know, playing behind Divine Diablo and probably even Robert Spillane is a rookie, but we'll get some reps at a defense that doesn't ask him to play extraordinary amounts of zone coverage. He'll get some blitz opportunities uh, also closer to a league average rate and not have to do it too much since he's just kind of okay at it. So I, I had a tougher time finding a spot for, yeah. for Toho Toho, but I, I feel, I'd feel okay about him in Vegas uh, for IDP. I like that. I, I, I the same way, man. I kind of struggled to, to figure out where to put him. I ended up yeah. putting him with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Um, oh, nice. I, you know, their linebacker room, it's Ernest Jones and a bunch of That's dudes. It. Yeah, a <laughs> bunch of dudes getting a fish fry at the bar on Friday night or whatever, you know. just <laughs> I don't know who they are. But, um, yeah, so I just picked the Rams. He could be like a day three pick. It ended up being a complimentary pick to Ernest Jones. And I, I like the fact I don't think he'd be a big threat to Ernest Jones. We no. want that big year three leap out of him. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of, you know, they, they could use something and if they, you know, want to spend like a day three pick on an experienced player that you kind of know what he is, um, at this point, you know, he could be a complimentary guy to, to Jones there maybe. So yeah. not, you know, overly exciting spot or anything, but no, yeah. it makes sense though. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for opportunity, there's man, there's not maybe a more depleted defense in the entire okay. NFL than the Rams. <laughs> it, it's crazy, man. I was looking at their depth chart today. Like safety is just the shit show. I mean, yeah. Jordan Fuller's the only guy I think that's ever started in the NFL. They got three guys who have played yeah. like a total of 250 snaps in the NFL. It's it's nuts. So yeah, it's there's brutal. there's opportunity there, especially for like a more experienced guy like To'o To'o. Like they're they're he could 
pretty much move up that depth chart against yeah. Jake Gervais or whoever the hell is uh, over there at linebacker behind Chris right. Jones. Josh here with the IDP show. Now, look, if you know anything about our show, you know we're three mid-30s dads rolling into the Sochak every week at about 9 p.m. to record a fantasy football podcast. We've got kids, we've got jobs, so we are worn out when it comes time to record, which is why I'm excited to share about our newest sponsor. It is Liquid IV, which is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Y'all, in just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use this first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out. So what do we love about Liquid IV? Convenient packaging. You just Rip the top off and pour it into your water. Shake it up and you're ready to go. Comes in a bunch of amazing flavors. I love strawberry lemonade and watermelon are my two favorite. And one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. 12 delicious flavors. I mentioned a couple. They're refreshing. They're going to keep your hydration routine exciting so it's not the same old flavor time and time again. It contains five essential vitamins, y'all. Listen to these B vitamins. B3, 5, 6, 12, and vitamin C. It's got three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO, free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV, they believe that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. So they partner with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated, listen to this y'all, over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. So we are very excited to partner with them. And if you want to try it out, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code IDPSHOW at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IDPSHOW at liquidiv.com. Check it out and tell them the IDP Show sent you. But uh, yeah, let's move on to oh, uh, Ivan Pace Jr. Uh, out of Cincinnati. So we'll talk with about the some of his run defense positives here. I mean, to me, he plays like a ghost. Uh, the, the way that he beats blockers mm. is by kind of phasing through them as if he's made of air. And, and you look at you know his mock draftable chart. I'll, I'll pull it up now. Um, that doesn't have any of his athletic <laughs> testing on it. You'd think he was a ghost. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just glides around the second level as if he were floating. Just such a smooth player on the move. He shows off some great agility and making plays that bigger, heavy linebackers just aren't going to make. 
really smart as well. Understaps, understands his gaps and assignments, rarely gets caught out of position due to his own mistakes. Um, just great range and speed. He can get wide from his middle linebacker spot in a hurry. And he does a great job sorting through traffic and not losing ground so that he can close uh, in a hurry. Um, you know, the negatives... I, I, finishing is an area that he could work on as a smaller player. You can see the size be an issue when he's trying to wrap up bigger backs it's off them a little too often. And, and 33 missed tackles over the last two seasons across two conferences is far from ideal. So he, he's just not stacking and shedding like you like from your middle linebackers. Um, it doesn't seem to really matter if it's an offensive lineman or a tight end. If, if they get hits on him at the second level, they're almost always kind of sealing him off or, or moving him out of his gap. He just doesn't have that size or strength to get out of it just yet. So uh, it's going to be a consistent knock on him, and it's probably why he'll slide in the draft as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, positives and pass defense. I mean, first off, uh, the, the, the dude can blitz. Uh, Cincinnati recognized that from his time at Mo- Miami of Ohio because – when he was given the opportunity there yeah. over three seasons, he converted 12 sacks and 45 pressures this past year. They gave him 180 blitz attempts that resulted <laughs> in 55 pressures, 12 sacks and 18 QB hits, just unreal production there. Um, and that ghost like phasing that he does uh, avoiding blocks at the second level definitely works when he's on the attack uh, as well in order to get into the backfield. So really great feel for how and when to attack setting up offensive linemen so that he has the advantage as a pass rusher uh the negatives in pass defense not really tested all that much in coverage he, he mm-hmm. played very close to the line of scrimmage in 2022 so a lot of the targets he's faced were screens and underneath routes i think he was targeted just 14 times last year didn't really have to carry running backs too often downfield or hang with tight ends up the seam uh, because of how the bearcats utilized him but because he's so used to playing with eyes in the backfield as well, there there are a few instances where he doesn't even notice his man get behind him. Um, but, you know, he, he can handle himself in coverage. If you watch some of his Miami, Ohio tape from 2021, yep. he was able to drop a bit deeper in zone and pick up crossers or carry a little more and, and earn the best coverage grade of his career, career as well, 82.7 on 26 targets. So there's definitely evidence that he could be a solid coverage player. Just wasn't asked to do it a lot this past year, but, Man, I, I love what Pace brings to the table outside of his size, obviously, but he does a fantastic job making up for that by being a smart, disciplined, and quick linebacker uh, who is consistently good at making at getting a position to make a play before blockers can get a handle on him. His blitzing abilities are top-notch, and a team that likes to utilize their linebackers in that role is going to be excited about him. I think I would absolutely spend a day-two pick on him. Uh, I get he doesn't have ideal NFL size, but for me, he plays the run so well and is so quick to get around blockers that he'll make more plays then he won't especially if he cleans up the missed tackles yeah um i, I love ivan pace man i, I thought like before the, before the show we were talking and i thought his tape was the most fun to watch of, yeah. of all these guys um just a just a blast um yeah he's he's a, a aggressive uh player that's his style the dude's aggressive and he packs a punch um you know he's got that hesitation move and he gets you um just got you know like like he crosses your face and he's got bursts to explode to make the play just got this like this juice when he when he sees it and gets past you it's over um just uh just a blast to watch uh he's a tenacious blitzer um gets downhill in a hurry uh instinctually i thought he was just rock solid to go along with that that uh burst like i said when he crosses your face and uh he, he puts himself in the right position to make the play i loved it um i thought he could be crafty navigating uh, navigating traffic and slipping blocks um 
And uh, just the production. I mean, his last year at Miami of Ohio, as you talked about, 125 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, four sacks. And then this year at Cincinnati, a little bit, you know, not power five, but big, you know, big step even Mm -hmm. um, from the Mac uh, to Cincinnati, uh, 136 tackles, 20 and a half tackles for loss and nine sacks. Just insane. Right. I mean, basic. just yeah, just insane. Uh, just a just a blast to watch uh, at both schools there. Like you, you mentioned, is Miami of Ohio tape was really good, too, in 2021. Um, biggest knock that stout compact build, right, just doesn't hit the the height and length thresholds. Um, and it, it comes up, uh, you know, he lacks that length. And the blockers can get into him because um, he just, you know, doesn't have the arms to hold him off. Um, like any aggressive player, there's times you can overrun his fit and get out of position. You're, you're just going to have that with aggressive dudes. It's part of the deal. Um, and, uh, you know, coverage, like you, you mentioned, uh, you know, there's some promise in zone he's shown. But, you know, man coverage, I think, is going to be an issue. Um, we haven't seen a lot of it. And, you know, he's not necessarily going to match up with tight ends very well. If, if he, I don't think you're going to ask him to do that. Um, and, you know, I'd like to see if he could turn and run with backs too. But, um, you know, overall, just a really fun player, aggressive. Um, you know, like you said, John, uh, he's got this stout compact build, but he makes up for it with his instincts and aggressiveness yeah. and that burst. I mean, it's just wild. He just his start and stop, that hesitation move he's got. It's like he's across, like crossing over in basketball when you're coming yeah. at him, you know, and he, he's gone in a hurry. It's just the dude's <laughs> an absolute blast to watch. Um, I'd, I'd love to see him go day two as well and just see him be the outlier with that size. Yeah. His, his play style is just awesome. Yeah, man. I, 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 mean, I said it before we started recording too. I think if, if it wasn't for the size, you could make a case that he'd be the best linebacker for um, sure in this class. He'd be up there. He's just so instinctive. He's so good at defending the run. And yeah, if we, we get more of a sample size of him, you know, defending the pass and in coverage, I think there's, there's a ton to like about his mm-hmm. game, but um yeah, hopefully day two. I mean, it feels more likely it'll be probably early day three, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, I'm with you there. Yeah, but wh- where did you think about landing spot? Where did you where did you have him going? Um, I, another one I bounced around uh, with yeah. spots. I, I landed on the New York Giants with old Wink Martindale. Aggr- hey, nice. aggr- yeah, ag- aggressive player with an aggressive dude. Um, yeah. and maybe you know I think he's he would be one that would see the player for what he is and use him accordingly mm-hmm. and he'd be a nice uh pairing with bobby okarike who they just nice. gave the bag to so yeah. I, I bounced around a bit but i you know i sent him the old wink and, and let him let him put him to work so how about you yeah no uh, something similar actually i went with the minnesota vikings um okay. and I like yeah I, I know we're again we're all excited about the idea of brian brian asamoa getting a full-time role but i think <laughs> you know what pace does fits brian flores scheme yeah so much better than Asamoa because he has so mm. much experience playing up near the line of scrimmage and blitzing that he'd be a perfect fit for that defense while Jordan Hicks or, or maybe Asamoa um, play behind him a bit more. Um, 87th pick in the draft. That That's near the end of the, the, the third round. That's where I want to see him go. Minnesota. Uh, wow. I'd be pretty excited about him there. He'd be, you know, might be a little bit more boom bust for, for IDP in that scheme, but I, just to see the guy get the playing time and, and be able to pull out the, the moves that made him such an exciting player mm-hmm. last year. Uh, I would, I'd be very happy with that. I love that. That's, that's legit. Nice. Um, all right, let's go to uh, Iowa. Mr. Jack Campbell, Jack Campbell, man. Um, big dude, big frame guy, big, strong linebacker, six, five, two forty-nine. Um, he tested really well uh, at the combine for a linebacker, this size. Um, I was hoping he would run in the mid four sixes um, as an experienced instinctual linebacker, 
dude his size mid four six would be it's a it's a good pairing i thought yeah. he hit it he ran a four six five with a one five nine ten yard split and then he went above and beyond hitting that and just a 37 and a half inch vert and a 10 8 rod uh, i mean that's really really good explosive yeah, numbers yeah. for i mean i did not expect that at all to be no. honest um he's just your classic lunch pail Iowa linebacker. He's got like a ham and cheese sandwich, a bag of classic Lay's, and a Mountain Dew um, showing up to work. Um, you know, just a, a sound tackler, a, a high motor, high effort guy, just what you expect out of a Iowa LB. Um, tackle machine, 265 tackles over his past two seasons. Just love it. Uh, experienced player. I thought uh, the experience shows in his processing. Uh, he, he knows what he's looking at out there. Um, thought he had, has, has a nice feel in zone coverage. He uses his big frame and arms. Um, he had some nice production and coverage, uh, seven passes defended, four interceptions over his past two seasons. So it's nice to see the tackles paired with a little bit of ball production gives mm-hmm. you, I mean, and then you, you pair that with the, uh, surprising combine. I was, I was surprised that, you know, I don't know if everybody was, but, uh, that it's some of the testing numbers, but, uh, it, I, th- I think it's a really nice pairing of, of all three of those things coming together. Um, the weaknesses, um, you know, I thought there was a little bit of stiffness in his lower body at times. Um, just, uh, I mean, he ran this crazy six, seven, four, three cone at the combine. Um, I just always did. I just didn't always see that short area movement right. out of him. I, I love that he did that. It's, I mean, that sub seven and six, seven, four is just awesome. It's a really good time. But I just thought sometimes when he when he turned and went or or, or stopped and went, there was a little bit of stiffness. Um, I'm just, it's kind of nitpicking. I really thought um, there, but uh, that that three cone really opened my eyes, and I had to go rewatch. But. Uh, um, I thought there was a few reps where he was just, you know, really over, got a little bit overzealous pursuing the ball and lost his angle. But overall, he does a good job staying square, um, you know. But any aggressive dude's going to, you know, every once in a while kind of just see the ball and want to get it and kind of lose your responsibility a little bit. But I mean, that's, I thought it was kind of more nitpicking than anything. Just, um, sure. but I, I, the, one of the biggest uh, things was I thought he could really improve his block shedding. There are some good reps, but for a guy his size, I just, I, I guess it just seemed a little inconsistent with his hands. I thought he could really up his hand game for a guy his size and with his strength. I, I think there's more there as far as his stacking and shedding ability. You see it, okay. but um, I, I just thought like he could be, I mean, he could really up that part of his game. Um, I mean, it's not, it wasn't like a, a total knock. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I just, you'd, I thought there was reps where I saw him do it really well. And there was times where I was like, man, I just a little bit better hand technique there. And he's, you know, he's making that play or, you know, right. he's going to get, he's going to make first contact, turn the shoulders, get out of the, you know, shed the guy out of the way and make the play um, just a few times. But I think that's, you know, again, probably more nitpicking and um, something that they're definitely going to work on. But um, yeah, a lot of the, you know, with this LB class we talked about, it's kind of a different class. You know, we're a little bit worried mm-hmm. about, but I know what Jack Campbell is, and I like that a right. lot. That you yeah. know, it's yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it's a, he's a lunch pail dude, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a it's a good way to describe him. I mean, he he is exactly you know what you picture in a prototypical linebacker, right? You you know you think of a you picture a good linebacker you picture a big strong kind of yeah. gap sound instinctive player yep. who can back and shed wrap up on his tackles and make plays at or behind the line of scrimmage and, and that's kind of what jack campbell looks like when you turn on mm-hmm. the iowa tape um 
I, I thought he flowed really well to the correct gaps when needed. Um, you can tell he's a very prepared and smart player making those kinds of reads. He, he isn't overly aggressive, which can often, you know, put guys out of position as much as it can create. That, that's what I found is I know you mentioned kind of the aggressiveness. I felt he wasn't as aggressive as he could be. So we're kind of on a, a little bit different there, but you know, as much as it can create tackles for loss. Um, so while he might start to add that to his game in the NFL, he gets a little bit more comfortable over the years. Right now, he's just kind of a locked-in player. The way mm-hmm. I saw before and after the snap, he's always in the right position and makes more than enough plays to not have to worry about um, production concerns, kind of things like that. So really nice lateral movement to mirror the play as it develops. Just a lot to like about his game as a run defender right now when it comes to yeah. translating to the NFL and making an IDP impact right out of the gate. Shows off good play strength. Um, I thought he did a decent job getting off blocks at the second level, although still not the most consistent there. Like you said, he can definitely get moved by offensive linemen like most linebackers do. Yeah. So he's not it's tough. He's not like he's immune <laughs> to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just I just felt he was better at it than most of the guys in this class, anyways. Um but yeah, man, uh, you know, good good movement ability and range. He might not have elite speed, but relative to his size, yeah. uh, very quick and the way he moves so seamlessly just makes him that much quicker. Um, can read the read the pass, uh, read the run and dro- still drop in his zone. You know, he's not letting his receiver get too far behind him. Uh, the most obvious example of this is the pick he had against uh, CJ Stroud. Yeah, uh, just an unreal play. It shows off so much about what makes him play. like an NFL caliber linebacker yeah. in, in one play. Um, for those who maybe aren't watching it on YouTube, but cautiously reads the play action he's lined up in his appropriate gap but then once he sees the fake just drops perfectly to the spot while mirroring the quarterback it makes an incredibly athletic play on a pass that was going over and behind him um to come down with what was essentially a one-handed interception so uh, yeah just just really good stuff from him um negatives in, in pass defense essentially you know He's everything you um, you want like a zone linebacker to be, but probably not ideal to put in single coverage and leave him kind of one-on-one with speedy running backs or tight ends downfield. Just much better with his eyes on the quarterback and keeping the play in front of him. Um, he moves much better within a zone scheme instead of having to turn and chase, just like you said, um, which is most linebackers, to be fair. But that that's where you're really getting the most of him, in, uh, in my opinion. So... There wasn't much that I disliked about yeah. Campbell. I mean, super athletic, ideal size, excellent run defender, solid missed tackle rate of just 9% through yeah. four years, not a liability in coverage, shows off excellent excellent range. Kind of smitten, I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know if it's just this class, um, but you, like you said, yeah. you kind of know what you're getting. You know yeah. how exactly he'll translate to IDP, and, and you kind of like that about him. <laughs> Yeah, and that's uh, that's like you know I, I'm totally with you, man. I, I was smitten with them too, and it felt like I was kind of nitpicking with right. my weaknesses. Um, you know, the one thing I I kind of messed up my note. I I couldn't tell if he was over overzealous or if he was just stuck ball watching. Like you you had mentioned, he was more you know not as aggressive at times. I think that that's a better way to portray kind of what you see every once in a while. Um, okay, I like that call a lot. I, yeah, that that's more in line I think with to describe maybe a knock. Um, I think he nailed it there. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I felt like I was nitpicking a lot because he's just, you he's know, right. he fit, 
he fits the position, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. And, and man, I would love to see him go to the Texans. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryans would love him as his LB1, especially, you know, over the Paramins or Harris and Kirksey's of the world who are kind of the definition yeah. of mid. Um, Campbell could absolutely thrive with uh, with Ryan's zone-heavy defense. It'd be an absolute stud for fantasy purposes. That, that would be ideal spot for me. Um, I love that. Yeah. How about you? Uh, this is... This is the guy I had getting rid of, Mister uh, King of Asgard, Mids oh, alone. Yes. I sent, I sent, <laughs> I sent Jack Campbell to Detroit to uh, just get Ansel on the hell out of there and make this work uh, for us in IDP land. And uh, I think he's to me like he's just there to you know bite kneecaps and and right. tackle and get get the hell get Ansel on the hell out of there. But uh, yeah, that was that was my Detroit guy. <laughs> that would that would be amazing. Yeah, because that I would do be like, the. That would absolutely be the nail in the coffin for for Anthony there <laughs> <laughs> if it's Jack Campbell going to Detroit. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, these or yeah, Jack Campbell. Um, yeah, yeah, him and Dan Campbell. Um, they would they Dan. would go along just fine. <laughs> I didn't even Campbell and Campbell, man. Yeah, I do. Man, he, he'd I, adopt I, him as his son for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. I do like that Houston call as well. That would be money. Yeah, that would be so nice. But uh, we could dream. We could dream. We're, yeah, we're right? a week away to find out what. Yeah. Uh, exactly happens but oh man um how about uh, okay so let's go to oregon i got noah sewell up next um so noah sewell good strength i he does a nice job being around the ball um you know gap sound player understands his role he plays it well the the negatives to me you know i think he loses the play a little too often he gets distracted easily um it seems most linebackers you'll see keep their eyes on the running back when they're getting blocked at the second level. But a few times I noticed with Sewell is he's looking more at the blocker first, um, even before they get hands on him. And it just throws him off completely after that. You know, he's had times where he's really late to react as we, as we're, um, sorry, as well, putting him behind the eight ball. So, a little bit of concern there. Um, I thought he, you know, in, in pass coverage, had a, sh- or, past defense had a chance to show off a bit more as a blitzer um he has ex- he's explosive he's a relentless pass rusher had a few instances where he flew off the line so quickly and caught offensive linemen off guard rocking them and winning with strength as well as quickness uh oregon utilized them there quite a bit with over 90 attempts in each of the past two seasons seasons which led to 52 pressure pressures and six sacks oh my god buddy mix in a water slurring your word um <laughs> Uh, decent closing speed and coverage as well you know he has to use it quite a bit because he isn't necessarily in tight coverage all that often but Mm -hmm. does do a solid job flying downhill to try and make up for that as often as he can um and and that's kind of my issue with him in coverage coverage he just ends up out of position so often and outside of closing on guys underneath of him he doesn't possess the movement ability uh to recover anywhere else on the field so more of a liability than an asset i felt um you know for me noah sewell he's very similar to how uh glosser and i felt about ronnie hickman uh the ohio state safety last episode just kind of disappointing all around in my opinion um you know he does some stuff fine but nothing great you know progression in three years at oregon is minimal at best which you don't love from a former five-star recruit especially considering um his arguably worst season was his most recent one so just overall disappointing um including down to his name being penny's younger brother i would prefer 
you know, he'd be named Rigatoni Sewell. So he, he just continues to let me down. <laughs> uh, that's a little pasta joke out there for the people. <laughs> but yeah, what, what were your thoughts on Noah Sewell? Yeah, I kind of had the disappointed dad vibe too. Like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, man. Right. You know, right. It's just kind of how I felt about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he's a he's a big dude. He moves pretty well for a guy of his size, of his size when he's navigating the box. Um, he's strong. You know, he's got powerful hands. He takes on blocks. Um, he, he gets downhill and sticks for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he, like you said, there's just a little bit uh, there with him as a pass rusher. There was some a couple of plays. He had a really nice spin move. It was really quick for a guy his right. size, man. It was really cool. Um, you know, he flashed good instincts at times when he sees, and that's part of his getting downhill and sticking um, in the box and, and filling his gap. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, he, he excels in the you know, weaknesses. He excels in the box, but I don't. he doesn't have true sideline to sideline range. Um and that, that tackle production drop off in 2022, you know, 56 tackles in 12 games. He had 114 in 2021. It's not great at all. And then, um, you know, in 2021, he played almost 900 snaps and had an 18 miss, 18% missed tackle rate. Um, yeah. Not great. Not great at all. Um, I thought his eyes could be a little consistent with misdirection. And, um, yeah, he's not a turn and run type of LB. And I definitely have reservations about him holding up in man coverage. So, um, yeah, just not mad about it. Just a little disappointed. That's all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely. That That's ex- the exact way I felt uh, watching his tape. So, and this is crazy because we keep having similar landing spots, but we just can't line up the guys uh, at the right thing. So I, I had uh, the New York Giants for him. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, he's not overtaking sense. Bobby O, obviously, but might have yeah. a shot to move up the depth chart behind Okereke and might, may be useful for IDP. Yeah, Might not be a full-time role either in Wink's defense, but there are parts of his game, specifically as a blitzer, like you said, that could translate to that defense and earn him more meaningful snaps for IDP while he hopefully develops into a more complete player. Um, how about you? Yeah, I, I dig that uh, that spot for Sewell. Uh, I picked uh, the New England Patriots. Um, you had somebody go in the Patriots yeah. earlier. Right. I mean, <laughs> he's got that six one two fifty build that the Patriots love, um, you know. And you know, like you said, Bentley's uh, in the last year, and and Sewell just kind of just looks like a Patriot to me. So, right. and you, you know, Patriots aren't fun to roster in IDP. So, um, yeah, you know. He'll continue to disappoint us. (laughs) The the theme continues. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, let's go to uh, Owen Papo from Auburn. What did you think of him? Owen Papo. um, Yeah, there's a linebacker with uh, legit speed and range. I mean, he ran a 4.39.40, paced all the linebackers uh, at the combine. A 1.50 flat 10-yard split. I mean, just sheesh. That is fast. Um, unreal. Uh, he's, you know, he's an experienced player who was involved right away at Auburn coming in as a five-star freshman. Um, you always like it when they come in and, and they're involved right away at a big program like that. Um, you know, he's a smaller LB at six foot two twenty-five. I thought he had, you know, decent length for a guy his size and strength wise, you know, he's six, five, two twenty-five. He put 29 bench reps up at the combine, which is, yeah. is nice. Um, you know, nice to see, uh, you know, like I said, he's got a little bit of length, he's got a nice tackle radius. And with that length and that, the strength that he has, he does have the ability to make first contact with blockers when, when he can. Um, so there's a little bit there for a smaller linebacker. Um, overall, pretty solid tackler. He doesn't miss too many. 
Um, if you look at his his track record there, mm-hmm. um, I thought uh, there were some zone reps where he gained gained depth in and uh, gotten passing lanes. Um, there's a few, a few of those things I charted. Um, weaknesses: he's a uh, he's got a leaner, lankier build. He, he needs some he needs some bulk. Um, thought he struggled to dis, disengage from blockers consistently. It's just you know typical of the smaller linebacker we've talked about. Um, uh, yeah, I thought he could be late with his eyes. We just would like to see him read and react quicker at times, especially with that explosiveness he has. You just want to see him pick it up, read it, react, and go because he can get there so damn fast. And he can close in hurry. He's a good tackler. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just times you're just wanting more, you know, with what he has. And uh, just, you know, overall, doesn't quite have the processing chops that you'd like of a player with his experience, I thought. Just his eyes just didn't quite catch up with, with his speed and, and uh, explosiveness. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, very, very similar again. I mean, yeah, all the things that you mentioned, you know, he's a smaller linebacker, but decent power um, yep. to his game. Like you said, the 29 bench reps uh, at the combine, 92nd percentile among linebackers. You love yeah. to see something like that. And I think when his feet are set uh, and he's taken on a block at the second level, that's where you get to see it a little bit more. Um, it's when he's when his feet are moving and he gets grabbed. It, it's a completely different story. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, there there is some power there. He shows it off in making tackles as well and, and some big hits but um definitely some some inconsistency there i guess uh, is is a way to put yeah. it so um but yeah again if his feet are moving he's facing a block against an offensive lineman they're pretty much moving him out of the way every time um you know he, he i for me he's just the guy that needs his feet set and yeah. ready to put his body into it for that strength to really come out which is still more than a lot of player a lot of players his size but it's just not enough to elevate him too much in this class mm-hmm. um i did find he sinks a little too much as well gets really close to the line of scrimmage which can work to his advantage but it could also take him way out of the play at the same time because he won't be able to maintain a proper angle uh to chase down a runner who breaks through um in pass defense, you see some of his athleticism and coverage. I thought he showed off pretty good speed and range. Um, mm. the, the negatives, like you said, I, it's just, a, I think, a lack of instincts in zone um, yeah. to, to not be a liability more often than not right now. Still a lot of a lot of work to do in that regard. So, you know, not, not that being an undersized uh, linebacker is a massive detriment to, to playing time in the nfl because there, like we said there are guys who do it and and, mm-hmm. and could do it even in this class but there are just too many instances i thought where there where that size works against him even as mm-hmm. a stronger player just gets moved off his spot a little too often um that sinking or 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 falling for play fakes is a big one for me as well mm-hmm. because it just hurts him in the run game and especially in coverage letting the play get behind him so um i struggled with kind of where to put him uh as far as nfl fits go uh i went with the chargers i I mean i really have no idea how the nfl is going to value him but there are at least some nfl level traits that teams might covet you know speed strength but i I don't think there's an ideal spot for him to come in and take over as a starter right away he's just going to take some time and I, i think staley might find some use for him in sub packages along with the kind of similarly athletic player like Kenneth Murray for um, when Murray maybe isn't available. There's, mm-hmm. there's not a huge drop off there and a lower cost as well, because he's probably going day three. Yeah, no, I, I like that spot. I kind of had the same idea as far as a day three dart throw for a team. And I, I picked the New York jets. Um, nice. Yeah. You know, they, this, 
uh, you know, they signed Quincy Williams with a three-year deal, bringing him back after, you know, a nice productive year. CJ Mosley's getting up there. I, I was kind of like trying to find a spot for him. And I was like, you know, there's a team with a veteran like CJ Mosley, Robert Sala is a, a defensive minded coach. Maybe he could take this guy and figure out, but you know, how to get him to progress a little bit and use the tools he has. And he could be a depth guy, a special teamer. Um, I, I agree with you. I think in the other, like he's not, I don't see him as a type that that's going to come in and take over a job mm-hmm. right away anytime soon. He's going to need some time. So I just kind of was trying to find an unfun spot for him for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, just, you know. sit and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bit, yeah. Yeah. I- I think that's fine. I think that's most likely what's going to happen with him. I, I mean, it'd be hard. I, I just, I can't see many places where he's going to come right in as a starter. Yeah. I mean, barring like significant injuries or stuff like that, but yeah. Uh, um, all right. Last guy on the list here, uh, Trenton Simpson from Clemson. So first thing I think that stands out is he's very clearly a strong athlete um, shows off excellent uh speed and quickness and getting around blocks but also strong contact balance which i know might be might not be a common attribute to assign to a linebacker that's more for like a running back but he really good at delivering like almost like a reverse hit in hockey where he's about to get hit or cracked and he just holds his ground and delivers a hip or shoulder back at the potential blocker and keeps him from getting taken out of the play um great vertical movement as well can change gears depending on the play can go from a blitz look to dropping in coverage to coming downhill uh to stop a run all in a very clean and fluid movement um the negatives, uh, you know, he can get fooled by play fakes uh, mm-hmm. and end up way too far out of position. Uh, wrapping up can be an issue, but it's more just taking the right angles in space. Doesn't always put himself in the best position to make a tackle and is often juked out of his shoes in the open field. So <laughs> that was that was an issue. Um, in past defense, I, I mean, the versatility is the key for him. I, I think, you know, he can line up right on the defensive line and work as a blitzer uh, and be effective. He can line up in the slot, which he did a ton in 2021 and held his own. Uh, He could certainly hang in a true off ball role as well. He's really explosive uh, as well as a pass rusher. He's, he reminds me of like a, like a human slingshot on delayed blitzes (laughs) and stunts because he gives that second of letting the play develop. And then he shot out of a cannon at the quarterback. I mean, 47 pressures and nine sacks over the last two years on about 200 pass rush attempts so um this that same slingshot ability i think works in coverage as well because he's able to drop back stick close enough to his receiver and then explode on the play as soon as the ball is out so closing quickly and limiting that yak damage um which a lot of the times is the most we can ask for uh linebackers and coverage um but yeah, he's not immune to severe lapses in coverage either. Mm-hmm. Um, even as one of the more experienced linebackers in this class in coverage, there are definitely some brain fart plays in zone. Yeah. You know, specifically like leaving A.T. Perry wide open in the end zone is the biggest <laughs> one against Wake Forest that came to mind. Um, but there's there's others as well. Sometimes just tries to do a little too much out there. But I. I Personally, I think there's a lot to like about Simpson's game as kind of a versatile linebacker. They could wear mm. a bunch of different hats, even in the NFL. Um, there could be times where he struggles to be an elite IDP asset if he does get deployed in a multitude of ways, um, but could lead to some big play upside as well that we that will make him attractive for fantasy rosters. The athleticism is outstanding, and he's going to be valued highly by the NFL, I think, which should lead yep. to a strong snap volume early in his career. Um, 
But yeah, what did you think about uh, Simpson? Yeah, like, again, a lot of similar thoughts. Uh, well put together build wise, six two two thirty five, um, and that ultra athleticism. And, and like you said, the NFL is going to like his traits, um, speed, agility, the range, uh, the sideline to sideline range is definitely no question there. Like you said, the dude's a slingshot. Um, I, I like that analogy a lot. Um, but like you said, versatility is the name of the game with him. He's played different roles at Clemson in space, uh, overhang, box, edge. He did it all. Um, and I, I, I thought there was some really nice reps of him carrying the tight end up the seam um, in, in the Wake Forest game. Specifically, I think it was, there was two reps where he just was stride for stride and one where he was able to turn his head and make a play on the ball. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just he has the traits to, to really be uh, a nice coverage linebacker, I think. Um, you know, there like you said, there are lapses, though. Um, for sure. Um, and, and there was also, there was a couple of reps where, where he got blocked and just kind of stuck with it and it was able to get off and go. I always like to see that, right? You just don't want to let, let yourself give up on the play. Um, so there are instances where, um, where, where he did was able to do that, you know, get himself free and, and go get it. Cause he's so damn explosive. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest weaknesses uh, you covered as well. I thought he could work on taking better angles, um, pursuit angles for sure. And squaring out better. Um, it, you know, you wonder if that's part of playing, you know, so many different roles and wearing uh, different hats um, that he did at Clemson. Um, I just like to see him, uh, you know, progress a little bit more playing in the box. Um, there's mm-hmm. some things to clean up there. Um, his reads and processing can be a little inconsistent at times. Like you said, the lapses in coverage and in the lapses processing. Um, and, you know, been saying this about a few guys, I'd like to see him get off blocks more effectively, more hand uses, more hand swipes, because there was reps where he was able to get himself unblocked, unstuck, and go get it. And then there's reps mm-hmm. where, you know, he's just like, dude, you know, fight a little, you know, let's, let's, let's get those hands going. Um, you know, and uh, but overall, um, yeah, he's just just uh, there's a lot to like with this game. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be I, I, I'm with you. I think the NFL is going to like him and like his traits, his size, his versatility, his explosiveness. I mean, four, four, three, 40, 40 and a half inch vert. I mean, and uh, he, he's got a lot to offer there. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, Clemson linebackers are tough after the Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons <laughs> experiment. Experience, experience, I should say. Um, But uh, yeah, Simpson, uh, he's 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 had my attention this whole way through. Um, Yeah, I'd be very curious to see what kind of capital and landing spot this guy gets for sure. Definitely, yeah, and I I think you're right. There, there's going to be some hesitancy because of the Isaiah Simmons thing, and then being a versatile linebacker out of Clemson (laughs) as well. People are definitely not going to want to get burned by him again. Yeah, Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes in the draft. Arizona's gonna end up taking him. Yeah, no, but I—I I mean, I went with the Washington Commanders, so this was my nice. Washington guy. Um, again, it depends where he goes in the draft. I'm definitely not saying Washington should invest in, you know, another first-round athletic linebacker, but falling into the second round, which I think is very possible, I think yeah. it offers a lot of versatility that the Commanders seem to value with their defense. Um, you compare him with the Cameron Curl in the box on passing mm-hmm. downs. You could let Jamin Davis get some work there as well if you want um, to utilize Simpson as a blitzer, even with a you know a lack of depth that nickel could see more of Simpson getting out there to cover tight ends uh, and slot receivers as well. So I know they have a fair bit more uh, high value needs, but just think this would be a nice fit for them. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. That that's a really solid call. It'd be a nice pairing. Um, I went with Tampa Bay. Um, nice. So, you know, Levante David came back for one more year. Um, you know, probably likely it, right. <laughs> um, Devin white, who knows what the hell is going on there. He wants out and, and whatever. Um, 
and you look at the the cover, the linebacker covered there is not a lot, and Devin White's not exactly excellent in coverage by any means. Yeah. And Simpson could go there, and you know Todd Bowles could uh, you know kind of mold him a little bit. I think he's you know like you said he he's he can be used as a blitzer. I think the traits are there for him to be effective in coverage, mm-hmm. and um, depending you know like you said you got to figure Levante David's about done. This could be you know this is it, and then. What the hell happens with Devin White? I don't know. They need, they're going to need to bring a, a little something to their linebacker room. And I thought maybe Simpson, if he slipped to the second round, you know, yeah. would would be somebody they could, you know, Tampa Bay could be eyeing him up. Yeah, that's a great call. I I know I put a similar player there for my uh, ideal fits for IDPs um, coming out tomorrow. I put Drew Sanders going to like, Tampa Bay, uh, yeah. literally for the exact same reason. It, yeah. It just, yeah. It, Levante David's on a one year. <laughs> Devin White requested a trade. The 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 blitz upside, things like yep. that. So yeah, absolutely. I could see that being a being a nice fit for sure. Love it. Man. Um man, that that's all 10. That's our that's our initial 10 here. Um so how about we get a few sleepers from uh from Kyle B? Yeah, a couple of sleepers. We'll just kind of run through them here. Um, first one's Cam Jones out of Indiana, mm-hmm. um, 6'1", 226. Uh, you know, Cam Jones, he's, he's a stout run defender. He, ta- he attacks downhill aggressively, filling his run gaps. Um, this past year, he was off to a really nice start with 54 tackles in his first five games. Um, then he had a season-ending foot injury, unfortunately. Um, I, I appreciated his physicality and taking on blocks in the hole. The dude just meets him head-on and doesn't really give a shit. He's just he's here for it, you know. Um, I like that. Um, at the combine, he uh, he he ran a four six nine forty, and I thought he was a little faster. Um, and I thought maybe his foot injury had something to do with that, maybe. Um, and then he went out and improved with the four six zero flat forty as pro day, which is I thought was a better time for him. Um, so that was kind of a uh, you know a strength and a weakness, I guess you could play it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, weaknesses, definitely the foot injury limited him to only five games. So it was a bummer after this nice start. I think coverage is a bit of concern with him, uh, especially man coverage. Um, so he, he's a day three guy, no doubt. And he, he's, you know, he, he could be like a sneaky landing spot guy. Mm-hmm. Never know. You know, just, I, I liked, I liked his ability to run defense to get tackles for us in IDP. So nice. um, next guy, Next guy is just got a fantastic name, Mr. Passa Servassier Dennis out of Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out Addy. I know he's a, he's a big fan. Um, uh, six foot, 226, uh, speedy LB with range. Uh, I thought he was a pretty solid processor in the fact that he was confident in what he sees, and I always like to see that. You know what I mean? He, he, what, mm-hmm. If he sees it, he's going with it, and I always appreciate that. Uh, right or wrong, just – Go go get it, <laughs> you know. Um, shows some nice timing on his blitzes, and he's got the speed to close hurry and eat up ground. So um, I like that. Weaknesses: uh, he's on a smaller, leaner side. He could use some bulk. I mean, kind of a common theme with a lot of these athletic linebackers, right? It's just always going to be a problem. Um, he needs that bulk to uh, to help him at the point of attack, taking on blockers. Because I thought he just gets washed out uh, mm-hmm. too much. Um, and then uh, last, lastly here, uh, D Winters out of TCU. Um, 5'11", 227, uh, smaller guy again, uh, common theme, but a uh, good mm-hmm. athlete with speed and agility. He ran a 4.49, 40 at the combine. Uh, you know, he's he's got some juice out there. He shoots gaps quickly, and when he keys them early and on his run blitzes, uh, he goes with a purpose, really like that. I thought he was an effective blitzer who can close – you know, quickly with, with his uh, explosiveness and speed. Um, and he was a straight up problem against my Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoffs. So I feel like I had to put him on this list. Like he killed <laughs> us. Him and Dylan Horton were just, they just destroyed us. Um, 
So uh, weaknesses, again, smaller LB, struggles to get off blocks, gets driven out. Uh, I thought there was some reps where he was slow to read and react, and he was a bit hesitant. And the, once the blockers got into his frame, you know, it was a wrap. Um, and I thought there's coverage ability with Winters, um, mm-hmm. but the grades were certainly inconsistent when you look. So it's a bit up and down. He's going to have to improve there if he's going to okay. find a role. But another day three dart throw guy, just some guys that kind of caught my eye watching tape and, uh, you know, just uh, keep an eye on where they go. Hopefully, maybe they hopefully they get a spot and you know keep an eye on them in camp. Yeah, for sure. There's there's always somebody, right? There's always yeah. like, a nice landing spot for some of these guys that we haven't covered. So yeah, Cam Jones, D Winters, and past the Servassier Dennis. <laughs> um, and I think I'm pretty sure Servassier Dennis earned like our highest run defense grade in in, oh, in nice. the country last year as well. So yeah. um yes, yeah, so a standout there, which is which is nice. pretty cool for a guy with yeah. a sweet name. So um, <laughs> yeah, good call there. Uh so what do we let's say we rank these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's start at 10. The last two episodes, we started at one and worked our way okay. down. Let's go from 10 and, and work our way to one. Who who do you have as uh, the 10th linebacker on your list? Um, you know, the guy was just uh, not mad, but just disappointed about, and that was Noah Sewell was my number yeah. 10. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both got Sewell as 10. We're just so disappointed in yeah. Noah. <laughs> he's gonna be amazing in the nfl oh, watch yeah. him turn it around yeah he's, he's like former five star is gonna kick yeah. in and he's just gonna be he's gonna be yeah. awesome and prove us wrong so that'll be good that'll be nice to see yeah um but uh yeah number nine i went with owen papo at nine uh from from auburn how about you i had owen papo at nine as well oh buddy <laughs> look Here at we us. go look at us <laughs> yeah all right who'd you have at eight i had henry 2020 at number eight Okay, we're close. We're close. I had okay. DeMarvian over Sean there. I had uh, okay. Henry Toe at seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, my number seven is DeMarvian over Sean. And oh. that was that was two. I was flipping and flopping, and I just I went one notch higher with uh, over Sean with that little bit of juice he's got, you know? Wow. So. Wow. So this will be interesting here because, yeah, it, I, I really found this – like I was kind of – up and down on this class and and trying yeah. to figure out where to where to put these guys but yeah we're pretty close through the first yeah. four here so um yeah. who did you have at uh, at six uh I, I haven't paced at six okay okay that's uh that's disappointing for me uh, yeah i bet it is <laughs> i'm disappointed in myself as i haven't paced senior over here that's <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding that that yeah. i i it's absolutely makes sense um yeah that there's the size is going to be an That's, issue and, and it might kill him as far as the nfl how they value him so um it 100 percent makes sense so that, that was my biggest worry it, the, yeah. literally like he like i said his tape was my favorite and we talked him up how yeah. much we liked him and um you you could talk me to put him a lot higher. I, I just, it, it, this is just based off of those, the height, length, thresholds. Yeah, I'm yeah. just worried he's going to slip farther than some of the other guys ahead of him. So, yeah. Nope. But absolutely. I, I love him. I'm disappointed absolutely. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to shame you there. <laughs> no, that's fine, man. I, I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, by number six, I went with uh, Dorian Williams uh, okay. from Tulane. So, a little bit just outside the top five it was close honestly five six five and four are all pretty close to me um so i went dorian williams at six but uh who did you have at uh, five uh, i had dorian williams at five okay yep. okay so not too far off there yeah i had diane henley at five um i know he's the the pff number one 
I don't know. To, to me, I'm looking at it from an IDP standpoint, just again, the smaller size thing. Um, I didn't think he was as polished as Ivan Pace as a yep. run defender. I, I moved him down a bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I put Ivan Pace at four. Um, okay. That, that's where I went. So um, who was your number four? Yeah, uh, four was Diane Henley. And okay. like four, four, five, and six, I could have yeah. switched. You know, I I liked Ivan Pace's tape the best of them all, and mm-hmm. I just you know I went I bought into the Diane Henley a little bit more offer right. coverage wise and stuff. But um, yeah, the four, five, and six that was that was the toughest to kind of dial those guys in. But you know, yeah. a lot of the similar ideas there, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. I, I see like the tiers for me like they're very close. I think um, yeah, four, five, and six are in a tier. I have two and three in a very similar tier. I. I could easily be swayed as far as where to put mm-hmm. these guys, but I ended up putting Drew Sanders at three uh, from Arkansas. Okay. I had Trenton Simpson at three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's my two. Um, who did you have at two? Drew Sanders is number two. Okay. All right. <laughs> I figured it's number one. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. Um, yeah. Jack Campbell, man. He's just, uh, he's everything you'd want from, from like a consistent IDP, I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. To me, I, you know, I think he's going to get decent draft capital. I think he's going to push to start, uh, depending on where he goes. I mean, most likely a team drafting him is going to have a need for him. Um, so he should start right away. And, and man, I think he's just going to be a really, really good uh, IDP option. I, I'd be surprised if he wasn't like, you know, within that top 24 performing IDPs as a rookie, um, as assuming he's healthy and plays the whole year. But absolutely man i couldn't agree more um i just definitely don't see i just don't see him getting out of round two and i think right. he's gonna get a real spot like you said and it's gonna lead to a guy who can give you immediate production and you know as we said earlier we were talking about him with this class there's a lot of projection with some of these guys and you know what how are they gonna fit right well how does the nfl view him well i know what jack campbell is and right. I, his game fits the NFL in a good way. And I think it fits IDP in a good way. It's a good pairing yeah. of all that shit. And he's going to have us, you know, provide us with some nice production. And, and, and uh, I'm, you know, lunch pail. Yeah. Guys, gonna, <laughs> guys going to show up to work with your IDP lineup every week, give you 10 tackles yeah. and uh, you know, just uh, high five you on the way to, on the way to the shower. Yeah. He's first one. <laughs> he's first one at the facility. Last one to leave. Yeah. All that kind exactly. of stuff. He's... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, first man. one in last out. That's it. That's it. So there you have it, folks. Uh, I mean, all the key positions now for IDP have been previewed and in the can, ready to go before the draft, which is a week away. Uh, KB, can't thank you enough for coming back on the show, shooting the shit with me to cover the incoming crop of linebackers every year. I, I said it's a glosser last week and Joey before that, but this is absolutely my favorite time of the year, getting to talk with you guys about these rookies and, and covering the draft because you guys are all such fun and smart people to talk to. I, I really appreciate you doing this once again. Uh, thank you, my friend. Oh, dude, um, pleasure's all mine. Thank you. I, I really appreciate inviting me on. This is what, year three now? Um, year three. Yep. Yeah, this is, uh, dude, it's just a blast. I look forward to it every year. Um, it's always great talking with you. Um, I just, uh, the shows with Joey and Glosser are always awesome. They're just a great listen. Uh, you guys break down the, the edge and safety positions just, just awesomely. And, uh, you get a great feel for these guys as draft day gets here, which is awesome. And I honestly, I can't thank you enough for, for giving me the call every year. And, uh, 
and sitting down and hanging out with me and talking football, talking other stuff, and me rambling about random stories or end up playing <laughs> M- NBA Jam at some dude's bar right. and whatnot. <laughs> but, no, nah, dude, I uh, appreciate all you do. Uh, you absolutely crush it with your content on both sides of the ball now. It's awesome to see. And um, just, uh, just an awesome dude, and I really appreciate uh, you bringing me on to hang with you, buddy. Uh, anytime, man. I, I appreciate it. I feel the same way. And yeah, the invitation is yours as long as you'll have it. So just, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll run it back again for, uh, until we're old men, uh, <laughs> podcasting out of a retirement home or something. <laughs> I'm <laughs> down, dude. These young whippersnapper <laughs> linebackers. Right. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. When we're just like disappointed grandpas instead of disappointed dads. We'll, exactly. We'll, still, exactly. we'll keep running it back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Lock it in. Um, but yeah, I really do appreciate it. You absolutely crush it out there in the IDP world. So please remind the folks where they could find uh, you and your work. Oh, thanks, brother. Um, you can find me on Twitter at KBell54. Um, hit me up anytime. Always down to talk ball and whatnot. Um, and then you can find all my work over uh, at footballguys.com. Uh, I did a linebacker piece early, kind of you know previewing the class and then uh, we did a idp only mock drafts um six of us from the from the crew it was fun and then um after the draft me and uh joey the tooth are gonna have a top 40 big board so i'm pumped to see uh what kind of consensus top 40 we come up with after the draft capital and landing spot are all baked in but um yeah so you can find all my stuff over at footballguys.com we got a lot of cool stuff going on and uh yeah man i'm excited for draft season and uh dude seriously thanks again for for having me on this this was just an absolute blast Oh no, thank you, man. It's yeah, I, I love it. I enjoy it every single time we get to talk. So yeah, definitely check out Kyle over at Football Guys. Um and, and as for me, everything I write up is on pff.com. We're kicking it into high gear right now for the draft. So I just wrote up uh, a really useful wide receiver report piece for fantasy, breaking down this year's um rookie wide receivers and how they got their production over the past three seasons. Um uh, I got ideal landing spots for IDP coming out tomorrow. So that's Thursday. Skill position uh, ideal landing spots as well coming out uh, Friday, I think. So um, I'll, I'll be dropping top 50 IDP rookie rankings pre-draft as well. Maybe a few more things before I get to uh, pack up and tour the Bowling Greens of America, uh, where I'll be hanging with the boys in the Soad Shack and covering the draft live. I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. So hopefully... You all tune into that. And until next time, IDP's out.